I'm Andy Barker, consultant sports physiotherapist, private practice owner, and the founder of the Newgrad Physio. Having experienced my own rapid rise from student to dream job just 15 months after graduating, I know exactly what it takes to accelerate your learning and fly up the promotion ladder faster than you ever thought possible. Having previously worked at my dream sports club, the Leeds Rhinos, for over 10 seasons, I now consult with a number of individual elite athletes and sporting organisations whilst running my own private practice. But my biggest passion is a new grad physio. I built the new grad physio to help new grad physios, sports therapists and sports rehabilitators just like you accelerate their own learning and learn the skill sets you need to become a competent, confident and competitive new grad physio. There are specific challenges you will face as a new grad therapist and this podcast will deliver you actionable advice you can use to overcome these challenges and start your own successful new grad journey. So let's get started. Hi, it's Andy here and welcome back to the New Grad Physio podcast. Firstly, I want to start with a bit of a, a bit of thank you really, really for all the all the great messages and, and feedback I've received so far in relation to specifically the, the New Grad Physio podcast. So the reason I've obviously put the pod- podcast together and the reason I actually put the New Grad Physio together is to help as many New Grad Physios, sports therapists and sports rehabbers that I can overcome the specific challenges that are really specific to, to life as a, as a new grad physio, sports therapist or sports rehabber. So to actually get great feedback and to hear how helpful you know, new grads are actually finding the material and it's helping them overcome the challenges they're actually facing in their practice, whether they're working in the NHS, private practice or sport is obviously great for me to, to get because ultimately that's why, why I do it and why I'm so passionate about the new grad physio and you know the podcast is obviously a great way to be able to get information to be able to help you guys digest information advice and give you the help and support you need without obviously you having to spend hours and hours you know reading journal articles textbooks looking online for whatever it may be so you know i, I absolutely love podcasts and listen to podcasts all the time and it obviously sounds as though you as you guys as new grads also uh, feel the same so again thank you for listening to the podcast material so far and thanks again for all the the great feedback that you've sort of given me so we're going to take a bit of a turn in terms of content really of the podcast so previously on the the previous episodes in the in the series so far, we've sort of talked about some of the clinical skills and, and non-clinical skills in relation to being a successful new grad physio. But what I want to talk about in today's podcast has actually been as a different spin on it. It's actually about your sort of career skills and how certain aspects, and some of it will actually relate back to your clinical skills and non-clinical skills, but also specific job skills that are imperative for you guys to be able to be competitive in what is a you know a pretty tough job market. So this sort of podcast is all about giving you, trying to give you some direction about where your sort of career is going and actually help you to, to actually sort of take those next steps. But before we actually do that, you need to sort of understand in the first place why maybe your attempts to get that next promotion, maybe those jobs that you're applying for, you're not getting those successful outcomes. Maybe you're not getting asked to go for an interview. Maybe you've been to interviews and not maybe you know got that job um, job in the end to be offered that sort of post. And some of the content we'll cover today in this episode will actually tell you why that's happening. So I actually want to stop new grads you know sort of just getting by just being sort of content with the environment that sort of that maybe that you're working at the moment and stop maybe like following the crowd and having this perception that you know you need to 
do whatever job and, and sort of learn your trade over the first three to five years and then you can actually start to think about maybe specialising in a certain area or going into work in the area that you actually really want to, whether that's NHS, private practice or sport, doesn't actually matter. I'm actually going to show you how you can actually take simple steps to actually make progress right now. So you don't need to wait five years to start flying up the promotion ladder or start to work in the environment, the the domain, that particular area of, of, of therapy that you actually want to. You can actually start making those some changes now, some simple decisions that will actually help you. But first of all, you need understanding about how to actually become more competitive. So if you've read my book, if you've read any material, you'll, you'll know I'll talk about the C's a lot. So I'll talk about being competent, which generally relates to your ability to to assess, get obviously the right diagnosis and to be able to take any patient that you see for, for through a full treatment plan. I talk about confidence, which is more relating to your clinical skills. For example, having the, the confidence to be able to, to speak to patients, to be able to communicate your message well to patients and also all the members of the MDT to get your message across so patients understand what they're doing and they actually adhere to your treatment plan. Uh, but this episode and some of the content that you will see on the podcast, on the blogs in the future, is actually about being competitive. So it's showing you actually how to actually be able to stand out from the crowd, get ahead of your peers, and actually fly up the promotion ladder faster than you ever thought possible. So specifically in this episode, I want to talk about why getting better patient results will open up more career doors. I want to talk about how being better at managing people, both your patients and being able to work better with other members of the MDT will actually equal better job prospects. And finally, I want to talk about why you need specific job skills that are specific to your role as a therapist and why those cutty-cutter templates and CVs and interview prep are just not sort of cutting it and probably are the main reason that you're not getting that interview or you are going to that interview and then you're not getting offered that sort of job post. So there are three themes we're going to cover in that podcast. So that said, we'll make make a start. But before we sort of get into the, the sort of the bulk of the podcast, I just want to give you a little bit of context in terms of you know how I sort of manage the same sort of problems in, in the same sort of time as, as a new grad really and I remember with my my own mentor when I was a new grad I, this is only literally a few weeks or months after sort of graduating and we we sat down I remember it like like it was yesterday I remember actually where we were went for a coffee and we were sort of talking and, and he sort of put it on my my sort of toes and asked a really direct question you know like, like what do you actually want to do what in two years time where do you think you should actually be? So at the time, I literally just qualified. I'd gone straight into working in professional sport alongside some private practice work. And I was working as the assistant first team physio at the Leeds Rhinos. And he was the head physio at the sort of time. And he sort of asked me directly, you know, in two years' time, what do you should think, where do you think you should be at? And I was a bit dumbfounded, really. I wasn't really sure um, how to to answer it, really. I wasn't, I'd not really thought about that in probably that much detail. And he, he sort of answered the question for me. So he sort of said, in two years, you should probably be aiming to be a you know, head physio in Super League, obviously, within Rugby League at that time. So whether that was at the Leeds Rhinos, whether that was another club. And, you know, he, at the time, wasn't probably trying to blow smoke up my ass and saying, you know, in two years' time, 
you're good enough to be this, that, the other, or whatever it may be. He was just trying to give me some direction, a sort of a goal. And But more important than that, once we had sort of maybe a bit of a goal, so if two years was the target I was sort of aiming for, we actually then spoke through some actually some strategies, a plan, and actually some steps that I would need to take from that point, having from in that having that meeting, having that coffee with him, to two years' time, and how I was actually going to get to that point to be in a position that if an opportunity did come up, but you know at the same club or maybe even in a different club or even a different sport, you know I would have the skill sets that I needed to make that progression. So that progression from being assistant, you know, physio in sport to being the head physio, which is so so different and so many different challenges you know when you do make that sort of progression that I would have all those skill sets I'd know exactly what was coming up yeah it's still undoubtedly a bit hard and when I did do that it was you know very tough but because we'd had to put together a plan and I'd been exposed to some of those challenges and areas and, and I was able to sort of dodge many of the pitfalls that that I would have fallen into had I not had that help and support and mentorship that it made that sort of transition for myself that that happened just a sort of a year or so later you know so much easier for me and the point I'm trying to make and why that's relevant to you guys as new grads is the steps I actually took the the things that I was exposed to during that sort of year from that conversation were just real specific to the challenges that I were facing as a new grad and I would face in the future and ultimately that's exactly the, the sort of content and the the resources and the, the teaching that I form as part of the, the sort of membership that I run with the new grad physio. Because one of the toughest things I think as a new grad is you just sometimes are not aware and you, you don't have the understanding about the challenges that are going to come up in the future. So whether that's tomorrow, next week, next month, next year. But having been through those sort of challenges myself and having worked and taken other new grads through the same sort of challenges... I know exactly what works and what exactly is going to get you, you know, better clinical skills, better non-clinical skills. And the spin on today actually have better therapy job skills that are actually going to help you become more competitive and be able to stand out from the crowd, get ahead of your peers and actually start to climb the promotion ladder. So that said, obviously the theme of this podcast is all around career skills and job skills, but the most important thing and you know the biggest probably factor in being a successful new grad physio actually comes back to your clinical skills and actually your ability to get better patient results and if you think about it that's ultimately what we do we're we're therapists we aim to get our patients out of pain and back to full function whether you're working nhs private practice sport doesn't really matter we aim to get them you know back to what they want to do our patients quickly, safely, and try and give them the most, you know, the positive experience that we can during that sort of process. So ultimately, I think, you know, and you, you may disagree, but that's ultimately, I think, how we should be judged. That's that's our job as therapists. And being able to get better therapy results should equal, you know, a more successful physio. And that should equal, you know, a, a quicker rise, you know, through the sort of promotion ladder based on the results you're obviously getting with your patients and getting those great, great patient results, you can see regardless of the area that you work, there's examples of, of why that's going to happen. So to put a maybe private practice spin on that, if you're really good at what you do, you know your patients are going to go away 
they're going to tell their family, tell their friends when they're having the, you know, going out for dinner on a weekend or going for a, a Sunday roast or whatever, and they get chatting. You know, someone's telling someone they've been struggling with the back, and if if that, you know, someone sat at that table's had a great experience with with you as a therapist, as as you as a therapist working in a particular clinic, maybe they'll say, oh, you need to go and see so and so at so and so clinic because they did a great job with my knee, ankle, shoulder, whatever it may be. And, you know, from my own private practice background and the practice that I run, you know, we do very little advertising and marketing, um, very almost minimal, you know, paid advertising and marketing stuff because we purely run on the sort of word of mouth referral system. Because we know if we're able to do a good job with the patients that come through our doors, that they're going to go away and tell their friends and family. It's just probably the, the quickest and easiest way to, to actually get more patients, more patient numbers coming through your door. And whilst, whilst as a new grad, you potentially probably don't own your own practice or run your own clinic but if you're if your you know employer the, the senior therapists that are that are running that clinic are able to see that you're bringing in you know x amount of patients through obviously doing a great job with your previous patient that just makes you so much more valuable you know in that sort of environment to put a you know sports spin on that you know, having worked in sports still working sport for sport currently I know that the most successful teams have their you know best players and more players available at the important times of the season. So having worked in real successful times of seasons and successful groups and winning trophies and times in seasons when things have not gone so well, injuries have such a big impact on that. So the ability to actually get your players or keep your players on the pitch or when players do break down, which is which is going to happen in sport you're actually able to get them back, you know, quickly, safely, and obviously make sure that when they do come back, they're not going to break down straight away and end up being back in your sort of clinic room. So again, that's another example of being able to keep players on the pitch and get them back on the pitch quickly. That is, again, in that environment, going to make you uh, obviously a very valuable member of staff. And ultimately, the more valuable you are, the bigger an asset you are to, you know, to that environment. So regardless of the area of your work, even in the NHS, when you've got targets to hit a certain percentage of discharges or discharge patients within a certain number of sessions, you know, if you're able to get you know, great patient results, you're able to be competent in, in what you're delivering as a new grad and you're able to hit those percentages you know, frequently, you know, you're going to be you know, at the forefront of that person's um, that's maybe decision maker's mind when the next promotion comes up. So when that no band six post or maybe uh, a static post comes in a particular area. If you're doing a fantastic job and getting great, you know, patient results, you're going to be right up top there at the front to be in the best position to take that opportunity. And ultimately, you know, you've made a, you know, you've made a great impression. You're seen as being very valuable, and you're a great asset to that environment. So not only within the organisation you're working does it make it easy to get get promoted, but you know, healthcare is is a pretty small you know industry. And if you're looking to go and work elsewhere, even change, you know, the the sort of environment that you sort of work in, it's going to look good when you're asking for a, you know a reference, a recommendation that you've done a fantastic job and been able to get great patient results in your current environment. Hi, Andy here. Hope you enjoyed the podcast so far. Just want to make sure you haven't missed out on my New Grad Physio Survival Guide. The New Grad Physio Survival Guide shows you specific skill sets you need to know to survive as a New Grad Therapist working in your role in the NHS, private practice, or even sport. It's my most downloaded resource, and you can get it completely free at www.newgradphysio.com. So make sure you check it out. Now let's get back to the podcast. Secondly, I wanted to talk really about how you can 
by becoming better at managing people, so this is not only relates to your patients, but particularly other members of the MDT, actually can open more sort of career doors and actually help you progress and become more competitive in relation to your, you know, your promotion and your ability to actually fly up that sort of promotion ladder. So linking back to what I was just saying previously, healthcare is actually a relatively small industry in terms of you know actual therapy itself. And it's not too hard to to find or to speak to someone, to find someone who, you know, knows someone who knows someone who knows someone. So having been involved in a lot of interviews and employing new staff uh, in a variety of different areas, I would always do research on people. So if someone was applying, I would potentially give them a give them a job in my private practice or whether that was when I was sort of leading the physio department, you know, in professional sport. If, you know, I said therapists had worked in a previous organisation and I knew, you know, someone in that organisation, it'd be pretty dumb of me not to ask, you know, and get a little bit of feedback and get a bit of a bit of a insight into what they were actually like, which is, you know, it's a big thing, you know, taking someone on, whether that's, you know, if I'm in my private practice, it's a big risk if I take someone on who's not going to be able to come up with the goods and ultimately is going to, not give the level of service that I want to, to my patients. Equally, if someone came into a sports environment in a high pressure environment and they weren't able to cope with that environment, didn't have the skills to to work in that environment, yes, obviously that's be part of my my role in that environment to sort of teach them and upskill them. But in those sort of environments, you you know want someone who has you know that basic level of competency who can come in, who's willing to work hard and has all those other traits that you're looking for being you know being proactive who's who's time efficient who's be able to who's motivated enthusiastic to want to learn and get better at what they do and sometimes that's difficult to get across in a, in a written piece of paper on someone's cv or even sometimes an interview so having an actual conversation with someone who's actually worked with that person you know day in day out for for a number of you know said amount of time is is often the the easiest and best way to get a, a proper insight about how that person might um might actually work in the environment you're potentially offering them a job but the point i want to make about this is you know sometimes it's it's not just those therapy links or the therapists that you're working around if you if you've got a great working relationship with even other members of the mdt so whether that's in sport an snc coach the coaching staff whether that's in the nhs whether that's with you know you know consultants nursing staff you know any other member pretty much of, of the mdt it doesn't really matter if you can make a great impression with those when people those policy holders where those people are making decisions are actually trying to find information out about certain people you know if you are getting a great recommendation or a great reference from those people it's obviously going to put you in uh in great light it's going to make you obviously look good it make you look attractive and even more uh, valuable as an asset even before you even enter the interview room which you know if you're already going in to an interview room and you're sort of already you know top of the tree if you like this is a you know this is these discussions go on so you if you're one of the you know three people like these three people look pretty good and i've spoke to you know so-and-so at so-and-so clinic or hospital and said you know he's really good she's really good they're really good at this that and the other it's it's not, it's going to make your job actually in the interview room when you get there you know so so much easier and i also wanted to dispel a bit of the myth in relation to you know i get sort of told this all the time by new grads when they sort of say oh yeah this that and the other i didn't get that job but so and so got it and it's sometimes it's not what you know it's who you know and you know that's for me is a bit of a bit of a get out it's a bit of a 
probably a, a poor statement to make and you know ultimately you need to be good at what you do and, and that's what we sort of talked about just a little bit previously you know if you're not able to get good patient results in any environment you're going to struggle and if you're not able to get the the results with the patients or athletes you're working with whether that's in the nhs private practice or sport your probably career path is going to be probably a bit slower and you're probably not going to get to the heights that you ever want to do on the flip side if you're obviously able to get those great patient results and you're able to get your you know players back on the pitch quickly you're able to hit those percentages in your nhs department you're able to actually bring more patients into your you know private practice clinic than that you're working in that sort of path for you in terms of increased opportunity more money is going to open up you know open up more career doors and more opportunities for yourself and, and probably rightly so but in terms of sort of this this concept about it's not you know what you know it's who you know you know the only reason that has any sort of weight is 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 related back to what I've just said there. So a lot of appointments, both internally and externally, particularly at the higher levels, and sports are an example of this, are often with people that the the therapists who are making the decisions actually do know. Uh, but that's nothing to do with giving their mate or someone else they know a job ahead of maybe you, for example, it's because they've either been in the environment, so maybe they've been in that environment before and they've done a, a placement, maybe they've done some shadowing or an internship, which are quite common in sport, and they've just basically been able to put themselves in an environment to basically showcase what they're all about. So rather than taking a risk on someone brand new, when you you know who might look good on great on paper on their CV, who might actually interview really well. If you've actually seen someone working, you've seen someone being around patients, athletes, you've seen them working, you know, speaking and communicating with other members of the MDT. All the things that are really difficult to get across on paper and even in the interview room, then those people are already going to be you know way ahead of the game. And that's as a as an add on to that, you know. As a, as a new grad, you know, making opportunities for yourself in those environments is, is probably the easiest and fastest way to actually get your foot in the door in a professional sports club, even in a, in a chess department, in a different private practice clinic. If you're able to actually get get in front of the people that are actually going to decide whether you've got a job or not, and you're able to make a great impression, then you're already going to be miles ahead of other people that are going to be applying for the same role. So for me, it is about what you know, but it's also sometimes about having given yourself the best opportunity to 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 you know to take those job opportunities when they do come up. And, and one of the easiest ways to do that is obviously be involved in the environment before actually an opportunity even comes up. And finally in the podcast, I want to actually want to talk specifically about job skills. So when you're writing a CV, when you're preparing for a, a therapy interview, this needs to be specific to what is expected of you as a therapist. This is why, you know, generic cutty-cutter CV templates you download off the internet or, you know, Googling interview, common interview questions, don't really cut it. What we do as, as therapists is obviously very specific and it's obviously quite a niche field in what we do. So downloading a CV or interview questions from a recruitment website is pretty general information. It's not the best you know, preparation to help you to put together a CV or prepare for that next interview. And what you actually need is you know, specific therapy 
advice, which obviously is related to the, the jobs and the roles and responsibilities in that role that you're actually applying for. And I know these are so, so important. You know, I was able to transition to working in international football without ever having any experience working in club football, which is which is quite different. But I was able to, through my work with the New Graph Physio membership and, this, and this, the sort of teaching that I do, specific to things like putting together a, a therapy uh, CV about actually preparing for a therapy-based interview on actually to myself. You know, I like to apply those same principles that I teach to, to, my, own, to my own situation and was able to successfully get a post in a sport that I'd obviously not worked in previously, but a sport at the very, very highest level. And I know how important these skills are, and that's specifically why I've chosen to devote actually quite a big section of, of what I teach in, inside the membership to these skills, because you need specific skill sets to, to, to actually get the job you really want. And what I mean by that is, I said it right at the start of this podcast, you know, so many new grads that I speak to are relatively content with the, the environment that they're in, in the role in the, whether it's in the NHS, private practice or even in sport, but there'll come a point where they want to progress. They feel like they're, they're ready to take that next step. But without the specific skill sets you actually need as a therapist and, and some of these skill sets relate to these specific job skills, if you've not got these, if you don't understand these, you're always going to struggle to, you know, first of all, get that interview and actually get your you know, bum on bum on a seat in an interview room and then actually be able to actually put your put the best version of, of you across in the sort of interview room. And if you don't know what those people that are making those decisions, whether you're going to get a job or not, are actually looking for, if you don't know how to, 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 to sell yourself well on paper, on your CV and actually in an interview room, you're always going to sort of struggle. So... A great, just actually this week, actually just yesterday, one of the, the members of the New Physio membership sort of got in touch and, and we, over the last couple of weeks, he'd, he'd um, applied for a, for a job role, which, you know, for many people, they would, uh, he's a sports therapist, but for many people, and the job he was actually applying for, would consider this job role to be actually maybe above his pay grade and actually, you know, above his level of experience at the moment. Been you know a pretty early early year grad in the early part of his career, but we went through some real specific sort of strategies, um, in terms of how to present himself in both his CV and particularly in relation to uh, the interview questioning and what he was going to get specifically probably going to get asked in relation to that specific interview. And he went there; he was well prepped, and um, obviously great news for him, and obviously great great for myself being part of you know, a very small part of the process, but he was able to go there, he was pretty confident, he actually smashed the interview, and then just a couple of days ago, he actually got offered the post, which obviously he's he's really ecstatic about, and obviously can't wait to get started, and for me, you know, getting that feedback and being able to help you know a new grad like him with something like that, He's obviously very fulfilling for me and very, you know, pretty proud of being able to, like I said, be be a small part of that sort of process. But that is just to to sort of cement the point I'm trying to make. He just had some pretty simple but really specific advice about how he was going to, you know, nail his CV and prepare in the best way, specifically for a therapy based interview and specifically for you know the job role he was applying for. So. This stuff and what I've covered in this podcast is probably nothing you don't already know, but it's really important to be able to understand why it's so important. So in summary, we've spoke about why 
having being competent, having those you know great clinical skills, and being able to get better patient results will make you more valuable. It'll make you more of an asset within the environment you're working, and it'll open up doors both within the organisation you're currently working and also outside the organisation. We also spoke about how managing people better, in particular the members of the MDT, can lead to better references, better recommendations, and, and whilst you know, you might assume healthcare is a big industry. It's actually pretty. It's actually pretty small in relation to the the, the number of people actually working and the, the jobs. And it's not difficult to find. You know, people that work at other clubs, other organisations, other hospitals, other clinics. So those sort of people will probably be doing some sort of research on you. So if you've been able to make a great impression, not only with the therapists that you've worked with in the past or working with currently, but also other members of the MDT, it's going to open up more doors and make that career journey for you much smoother, much quicker, and much more streamlined. And then finally, we talk about the, the need for specific therapy skills if you're actually going to you know, not only make progress up that promotion ladder, but actually fly up that promotion ladder faster than you ever thought possible. So any questions about this podcast, obviously, wherever you're seeing this, please reach out, leave a comment. Like I say, it's been fantastic to hear all the sort of great feedback with the podcast series so far. I actually love putting these sort of podcasts and episodes together. If you do have any particular sort of content pieces or anything you'd like, any particular questions as a new grad you'd like me to sort of cover, please reach out to me and I'll obviously put it in there uh, on the back burner for, for an episode sort of in the future. That said, whatever you're up to, enjoy the rest of your day and I'll speak to you all soon. Thanks for listening to the New Graph Physio podcast. If you've enjoyed this content, you will love my website, newgradphysio.com, which is packed full of free content to help you, new grad physio, sports therapist, or sports rehabilitator, overcome the specific challenges you face day to day in your clinical practice. Here you can view my blog, and you can also download my New Grad Physio Survival Guide, which shows you the specific skill sets you need to know to survive as a new grad therapist working in your role in the NHS, private practice, or sport. I'm really passionate about the Newgrad Physio and trying to help as many Newgrad therapists as I can. So if you've enjoyed the podcast, then please leave a review. And even better, tell somebody else about it. Enjoy the rest of your day, whatever you're up to, and here's to your own successful Newgrad journey.